0: This is Mr. Beck. Mysterio. You can call me Quentin. We could use someone like you on my world. I'm sorry, your world? There are multiple realities, Peter. This is Earth, Dimension 616. I'm from Earth 833. We share identical physical constants, level 4 symmetry. I'm sorry, you're saying there's a multiverse?
1: Because I thought that was just theoretical. I mean, that completely changes how we understand the initial singularity. It's insane. Sorry so
2: nice to finally meet you, Spider-Man. You're Nick Fury. Put some clothes on. Let's go for a ride.
1: I think Nick Fury just hijacked our summer vacation.
2: Awesome!
3: You got gifts, Parker, but you have a job to do.
2: Are you going to step up or not? Your friends are in
0: trouble.
2: What are you going to do about it?
0: You don't want any part of this.
3: What's up, geeks? I am Mike, and this is our spoiler review for the 23rd film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man Far From Home. And for an event like this, we're going to have to go to our bench and bring in a guest for the podcast for the first time. He is the head of Geek Vibes Nation, for someone that we are an affiliate with now, and he is the youngest person on this episode. So sorry about that, Danny. What's up, Juan? <laughs> What's going on? I'm glad to be here. Thank you both. Hey, we are happy to have you. And joining me, as always, is the man who needs no help finding his Danny Tingle. What's up, Danny?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think are gonna go there. <laughs> I'm good. What's up, Mike?
3: Oh, just having a good time, you know. Every time there's a Spider-Man movie coming out. Uh, by the way, this is from my uh from my seven-year-old. He said, "What what movie are you got? What, what are you guys going to talk about?" And I told him, that Spider-Man movie we went and saw yesterday." He's like, "Oh, here, use this." And I and he said he was going to go put on his Miles Morales costume and jump in and do a a, a cameo for you. But we'll see if that happens or not. But uh, uh, yeah, we all saw the movie over the weekend. I think John, I think you actually saw it like earlier, huh? Didn't you get to see a press screening? Uh,
1: no, I actually didn't. I will not lie, I didn't. I saw it. Um tuesday i think yeah, I monday night or sunday. tuesday
3: i didn't see until sunday so thank you guys for, for not spoiling anything for me but uh you know oh, absolutely we like to do sunday because yeah. that's when we usually try to do our reviews but you know we couldn't get our our schedules to work out stuff like that but you know hey back so soon after endgame kind of sucked all the life out of the box office you know i did think it was quite fast to have another mcu film so soon but what do i know five day haul for this uh 185 million Like I said, all three of us donated towards that tally, and uh, we're going to talk about it now. So, just a warning, guys: if you have not seen the movie yet, this will be full of spoilers. However, we do start off usually with a quick, like you know, mini review with with non spoiler thoughts just about how we felt about the movie overall. So, as tradition dictates, guests always go first. So, Jawan, non spoiler thoughts: How'd you feel about Spider Man Far From Home?
1: Uh, I thought it was great. Um, I thought it was a really good way to kind of give us the uh, end of not only you know, from where we left off with Endgame, but the end of this, uh, what do you call it? The um, Phase three? Phase, yes. The end of this phase. Um, very well done. John Watts, I thought, did an amazing job. Tom Holland brought it. Uh, he really, really, really brought it. The emotion is, is the biggest thing I have to give him um, credit for. Um, but yeah, this is just a super fun movie. And Jake Gyllenhaal, man, that guy lives up to uh, to his hype uh and he delivered as well
3: indeed i don't think i've ever seen a poor performance ex- well let's not count prince of persia but i don't think i've ever seen a poor performance <laughs> play Joe at home because that dude is constant that's why when they were talking about he could be the next batman i was like okay all right yeah so, uh danny what'd you think buddy
2: uh i guess for me it's probably my second favorite spider-man film uh, behind, behind spider-verse behind into the spider-verse of right. course um For me, the story worked. The story worked better than any other Spider-Man movie because you, you have a lot of meaty thoughts, meaty angles into this. You have, who's the next Iron Man? Where does the MCU go from here? Are people tired of superheroes? Are people willing to believe anything that they see? It works on a very superhero level. It works on a very meta level. And I mean, I love movies like that that you can look at and you can get high and low with it and you can... Put a kid in front of it. Put a kid in front of the screen. He's going to be happy with it. You're going to put me in front of the screen. I can be happy with it and I can think about it. Uh, Tom Holland, I was just watching Captain America Civil War, his first appearance as Spider Man. He has grown into the role and he owns the role. He is by far the best on screen Spider Man I I think we've ever seen, uh, both as Peter Parker and Spider Man. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, in both parts of the movie, he was fantastic. You guys have already said it, I won't belabor it. Um, I like that they toned down Ned quite a bit. He's not Thank as, God. <laughs> he's not as involved because this is truly a Spider-Man film and that Tom Holland, as we talked about in our end game review, he is the face of the MCU now, whether he likes it or not.
3: Well, me being the amazing Spider-Man fan, it was great to finally see Mysterio. Uh, finally see this villain on screen and they didn't like, if this had been made during the Tobey Maguire, I don't know if it would have looked quite as faithful as it looked. We probably wouldn't have got the fishbowl. Uh, I so I, I was happy with that. Obviously, Jillian Hall is always awesome, uh, but I'm going to agree with you on Tom Holland. Um, I've been, I've, I would still say to this day that Sam Raimi's Spider-Man two is still my favorite Spider-Man movie. But Tom Holland is my favorite Peter Parker. He really is. And I think he's just gotten better each time. We've talked about how his superhero power is making us cry. Uh, he didn't get me in this one, but it was close. i so say it was close. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't have really much to say else except uh, I, I was really happy with the movie. I just – I do not like – think what everybody's going to say about this. I don't like the, other, the cast around him. I don't – I mean, I liked Happy, of course. Of course, I like Nick Fury and Maria, even if it wasn't them. Uh, But uh, I I don't care for Ned. I don't care for the teacher's character. Wasn't he in the first one too? The same teacher? Wasn't that the same? I was like, dude. So, uh, and y'all gonna say whatever you want, but that's not my MJ, whatever. Uh, (laughs) So uh, yeah, there's a little bit of old guard there, but but I'm happy with it mostly. It was much, much better than Homecoming. Uh, I'm not ready to put it. I, I think every time an MCU movie comes out, everybody's like, oh, that's like the second best MCU movie or something like that. I might just be burned out on solo movies at this point to where I'm like, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's anything I'm ever going to be like, Hey, I'm going to watch an MCU movie. I'm going to put them far from home. I don't think I'll ever get to that point, but uh, I did have a good time with it. Really, really good. I think
2: it's, I think it's important to note that over the past 16 months, Spider-Man as a character stole the show in Endgame, game and in infinity war with the ability to make us cry has a killer video game, the PS4 game, and then you look at Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and then of course the 185 million dollar debut here. I think it's safe to say Spider-Man has truly elevated himself uh, as far as the superheroes go, and, and possibly, I mean, we'll see how you react to this, Vince Mike, on the Batman level.
3: Oh well, I've always said that the three most popular characters, and I would say recent history, you got Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. That's that's always been the top three. So if you just shuffle those around any way you want, I. I don't think anyone's ever going to quite get the Batman, but if there is, I, I would say he's past Superman at this point, probably just because when was the last time I had a great Superman movie? Shut up. I love man of steel, but you know, it, it's like six, six, seven years ago now, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I could, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. And like you said, it look at spider verse. I'm someone who is like, get that miles Morales trash out of here. Now I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I can't wait to see what they do next. So yeah. Two good Spider-Man movies in one year, always sign me up, sign me up for sure. Okay, so we're going to get into spoilers now, guys. So if you haven't watched yet, please bookmark the video. Come back later uh, because it'll be worth it. I know unless you're like Danny and you don't care and you're like, bring on all the spoilers. I don't care. Bring them on. You know, I know you youngsters. Juwan, are you the same way? Are you like full spoilers?
1: Uh, It depends. It it depends. I I will say I had, um, you know, because we do screeners often, so... Uh, When Kanan saw Infinity War, I did have him reveal to me who died. And then when I saw it, there was like no emotion because I had already known. So like from then on, I'm like, no, no more. No more for (laughs) movies like this. I don't want to be spoiled. I want to go into it and feel it. Um, But usually, yes, I am very big on just give me the spoilers. Like if I can save money. Give me the spoilers. And if I think it's worth it, I'll go see it.
3: If it's something I'm really into, like well, it used to be Star Wars, but you know, or, or, or the MCU, something like that. Uh, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if it's something like dark Phoenix that I'm not going to go see. Sure. Let me read what's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know? so,
3: uh, I, I don't know. It must be, a, it must be a, a, a younger, younger people thing because I'm like, no, no, keep spoilers away from stuff uh, that I, I really don't want to know about. Uh,
2: see, I'm the film student here. I, I know the beats. Like I can guess the beats more, more or less, especially with the trailers for this movie, which released pretty much everything. I'm glad I just want the final trailer. I just want to know what beats are gonna happen. That way, I can see the journey to those beats, and if if it makes sense. Um, there are some movies and shows that use it as a plot twist. Use plot twist as like a crutch, and you and I have talked about that. It's just, I'm just never a fan of that. If it doesn't line up and it doesn't make sense on the way to that journey, that endpoint.
3: So the first seeing the movie, basically, I, I do feel like we got this in the trailer where where Quentin Beck shows up and you don't want none of this, you know, and uh, cool. So we're going to see the elementals. We already knew this again. We, we knew that we we're going to be getting the elementals. I was still like, what did Samuel L. Jackson do before MCU movies? Because he's in like every freaking one of them now. He used to be pop up once in a while. Now he's in every single one of them. Uh, so. Hey, cool. Uh, neat enough intro, I guess, and then it goes into like this this clip show that I could have made on my cell phone better. This this little maybe it's something that a high school kid would make. It was pretty funny, uh, you know, with Whitney Houston and stuff. And I was already singing it to my kid. And he was like, "Stop!" in the theater. And
0: stuff.
3: I was going full on dad jokes with him. It was a, it was a good old time. But uh, I, I did like how they explained the the whole blip. I like the name, the blip. That's a good way to reference it. Been basically talking about how they had to start over the school year. So everybody catch up. But I like the idea, like with Brad, where uh, he disappeared and then he comes back and, you know, he's all older or whatever. It's a neat little, neat little wrinkle that I think they could play with, with, with some time, something like that. But the, this whole first opening act ish, whatever, anything really stand out to anybody? Juwan?
1: Um, like you said, the blip that, that stood out to me. Um, you starting it with Mysterio um with something i i i've seen it twice now and i still feel like i wouldn't have started with that um i would have had that kind of connect all into each other um i would have started with the uh the farewell to the avengers um which by the way cap was in that montage they do know cap didn't die right like he's just i don't know i think i think old. maybe
3: falcon and and uh, bucky kind of kept it to themselves kept it on the dl that so he just didn't come oh back. so they okay so people
0: think
1: he died okay well Him and Vision aren't dead, so relax, people. Um, But uh, it it was a good way to start it. Um, You know, seeing the blip and then seeing the marching band just reappear. That was hilarious. um, I love that. So much fun. Uh, And then to see that, obviously, the school, uh, well, the kids, rather, had put it together. It kind of made sense because I was like, this is really bad. And then, like, you see Getty images on one of the things. (laughs) Like, this is really, really, really bad. And then you see... Betty Brand, you're kind of like, oh, okay, the, the kids put this together. um So after seeing that, I was like, all right, I'm not going to judge. I didn't um, catch the
3: Getty images. That's perfect. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it literally said on one of the photos. I'm trying to remember whose photo. I think it might have been Starks. Starks. It, oh thank God, you. It was Stark. It said Getty images. And I was just like, these come on in 2019. Really? See, that was um, one of the
3: problems I had with Homecoming, is I felt like they were trying so hard to make it like an 80s movie that they kept doing a like, I was like, give me something, give me something you young whippersnappers like, you young bucks, what do you guys like? So I, I I did like that they kind of made it feel a little more like that, like high school for this generation. That's what I needed in this, even if I didn't understand it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I ultimately didn't really understand it either. High school has drastically changed since I graduated.
3: Um, like 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 last week or – Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, Danny, did you like the uh, the the scariest found footage movie ever? I like it. It was like a terrifying seeing people disappear, but then hilarious showing them reappear.
2: Oh yeah, no, this was the funniest part of the movie for me. And when the Getty images popped up on screen, my entire theater just erupted. It was the funniest thing that we'd all ever seen. Um, I'm I'm with Jawan. I don't know that I would have started the movie with Quentin Breck. Like it just felt a little disjointed, a little weird. I'd rather have him show up mysteriously down the road like see what you did, one the, Yeah, <laughs> well, one of those elementals pop up for the first time but here I didn't need it here I, I wanted to see what the world looked like post blip I guess we're calling it not post snap anymore uh, and I got a, I got a little bit of it I, I still wanted more of it I still wanted to see you know more confusion more scenes of um, like the kid freaking out like what are, where are the Avengers at now what are we going to do if this happens again I kind of like seeing the world on edge there and uh, everyone essentially looking for the next Iron Man. You
3: know, something that annoys me is that every one of these solo movies are going have to have an explanation about where all the other Avengers are and why they can't show up in this solo movie.
1: The, I, I think that is good, though, because um, I remember when I went to see Silver Surfer in oh. theaters. Oh,
3: um, sorry. They were in, Did you get your money back?
1: <laughs> to be fair. I enjoyed the first one. So at that time, I was really hyped to see the second one. And I will still say Silver Surfer was dope. The rest of the movie you could throw away, but Silver Surfer was dope. Yeah. Um, everyone kept saying, like, because they were in New York, um, uh, you know, for a little bit of that movie, like, well, where, you know, where are the X Men or where is Spider Man? And it's kind of like, no, that doesn't exist here. So it is good sometimes to kind of say, because it would be hard to believe with all this stuff happening in this movie that no Avenger decided to say, like, hey, you need some help, Peter. So it's good to kind of get out of uh, people who aren't fans of the comics, who are just general watchers. It's good to get them out of the headspace of don't think, you know, someone's going to show up and and help Peter. This is about Peter um, saving the day on his own.
3: Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It's just going to get obnoxious when it's like the sixth straight solo movie. I'm like, oh, they're all doing this right now. They're all having trauma <laughs> or something like that. Uh, so let's see here. So it, the, everyone's behind on academics. So what do we do? We're going to have us a two-week trip to Europe. You know, why not? Uh, makes sense to me. Uh, but obviously, Peter still tore up over Tony's death. Uh, you know, we talked about the the trailer where you just see how how tore up he is about it. Um I don't care about the whole him and MJ thing, like I said, because that's, that's, that's not my MJ. So you guys can talk about that if you really care to. I think that she's good in the role if she was just Michelle whatever, not Mary Jane, but whatever.
2: Uh, See, I kind of like that, that, that scene with the plan. That made me laugh because I can relate to Peter Parker. Sure. In that, sense. No, that was no, me no. in high school, Yeah, 100%.
3: I feel like you could hand Tom Holland, like episode one, star Wars, bad lines. And he would nail them. I feel like he would nail them. No, no, one could do that. I feel like he's good. enough land. It's still going to be a terrible Nathan Drake, but Hey, it's, it's not his fault. But I will say that my biggest surprise of this movie was, I was like, do I really need more happy Hogan? Yes. I liked him a lot in this movie. I liked him a whole lot in this movie. And I don't know if it's because of that stupid cheeseburger line that got me in the last movie, but I don't know. I enjoyed him in this. I, don't really care. I Love Marissa Tomei. I grew up idolizing and fantasizing over that woman. Don't get me wrong. Horrible Aunt May. I, I don't even understand that decision. But I do like Happy, and especially Happy and Peter interacting in this movie. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. He really does seem like the... If Tony was his 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 playboy uncle, this is his drunk uncle, for sure.
2: <laughs> I, I, I like Happy in this, uh, and I like it because Happy is the voice of Tony Stark here, this whole movie, as much as this is a Spider-Man movie, this is a, I mean, the cloud of Tony hangs over the entire movie that I can't remember five minutes going by without seeing an image of Yeah,
3: I Man. Loved all the murals and stuff all over the world. That was really cool. I liked yeah. it.
2: Um, but I mean, happy's whole point is at the end of the movie where he gives that speech to, to Peter. And he's just like, Hey, the only thing he's sure about is you. And he yeah. is that voice of centering Spider-Man and, I've seen people debate back and forth of like, hey, what about Uncle Ben? What about Uncle Ben? Forget about Uncle Ben. Like
3: his initials were on the suitcase. There. There's your yeah. Uncle Ben there.
2: I mean, his I suitcase. love the Uncle Ben angle as much as anybody else, but this is to I mean, Tony and Peter, that's what they've set up since Civil War. No, I'm not that's lie, but, here.
3: but on the sunglasses, I thought for sure it was gonna be a message from Tony giving him the With great power comes great responsibility speech. I really thought it was coming. And I'm still not sure it won't.
1: Well you could ultimately say that Tony's version of it was when Fury told him, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, heavy is the head that wears the crown,
0: uh, which was like <laughs> oh, a version, <laughs> right,
1: which is like a version of, um, you know, with great power. But you can kind of gather that Peter already had that conversation. If you remember the conversation in Civil War, he sounded like a kid who had had that conversation with his uncle. Um Before his passing, where he told him, you know maybe not when he had powers or anything, but just told him like just remember with great power comes great responsibility, because Peter sounded in civil war burdened um this is a kid who hadn't you know even seen what he 's seen since then, but he just sounded burdened as if he knew that he had to do something with these powers because if he let something happen, um knowing that he could have stopped it, it was on him, so it sounds like he had already had that pep talk. Um, I don't here's the thing. I don't need it from Tony. We know that Tony is in place of Uncle Ben. Um, him dying and us seeing that long relationship form between the two of them. That's that's really it. I, I don't need anything else. Um, happy to me was very important because, you know, as as you said, he was the voice of Stark, but to me, he's also um a continuation of start like if we never see Robert Downey Jr. again we feel as though we have him still with Happy um since we'll probably never see Pepper again because she can't even remember what movies she, <laughs> she's in um <laughs> so if Happy is um is our linchpin uh that connects us uh and makes us still remember Tony I'm fine with it and I think him kind of being the guy to help out Peter um is great I don't get Mike how you don't like Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, I think it's modern. I think she's hilarious. I think throwing the banana at his head and then coming out with Peter yeah. Tangle was hilarious. Um I just think it's a more modern take. I I originally wanted someone older, but it just it fits. It it fits for the age that Peter's uh Peter's at. Um and I loved the running joke of his hot aunt. Like <laughs> usually we're used to seeing this old lady and we're like, ew. Now he has the hot aunt. This is hilarious. You're already
3: changing Mary Jane. Don't change Aunt May, too. All right, look. Let me this say this is just one of my old guard things. This is like Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor for me.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. For change's sake. I don't, I don't get it. I did, I did want to say, Mike, um, if we ever do get to talk to John Watts, I do want to know the whole Mary Jane situation. I was talking to Joelle about this. I am curious who was more nervous about it, Sony or Marvel? Because one of them decided they wanted to make Mary Jane black, right? And then the other side was kind of hesitant. That's why they were like, all right, we'll meet in the middle. We'll make her black, call her MJ, but she's not Mary Jane. And that, to me, is so confusing. So what I came to the the conclusion of is she is Mary Jane. I think in the third movie, we will find out more about her past. And her parents are somebody. And she changed her name to uh to michelle jones but she is actually mary jane i if they don't go that route this was all a waste because you could have just made a brand new character um for peter to fall in love with
3: uh, i would have been fine with that to me it's just uh i'm married to a redhead i'm crazy about redheads. Quit t- i'm gonna fight for ginger rights until i die guys so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: even if, even even like 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 the aerial thing i don't care as long as she's got red hair so give Zendaya red hair. You know what? The thing was like, everybody's seen these pictures of Zendaya lately with the red hair. It turns out that's for mm-hmm. Dune. It's like, so she could dye her hair red for Dune, but she can't dye her hair red for Spider-Man. Come on.
2: <laughs> oh, big I, I will say, cause Juwan brought it up. I, I don't know if this is a wish or a prediction, but I predict we will see Robert Downey Jr. one more time in the MCU. In and four? if no, in about five to 10 years when they kill Peter Parker, Stop it! He will take the he will take the place. <laughs> you know, that ult, that ultimate that ultimate comic scene at the end where Uncle Ben walks him into the light. Robert Downey Jr. Give me that! I will cry my eyes out and I will he pay all of the money. He well. brings
3: this up about once every six episodes. It's a beautiful scene. It's a it's beautiful
2: like it's scene. His favorite comic See, book ever or some shit. It, it really is. See the
1: the funny thing about that is. I'm somewhat with you because I think we will see Downey again, but I think it'll be for an event film. It'll either be X-Men versus the Avengers or Galactus, Um, because I don't think you want to bring them back any sooner than that. You want these new Avengers to have to get through. They should get through Seek Invasion themselves. Um, So it kind of is like they're more comfortable being Avengers now. Um, So they don't feel the need of like, man, I wish Cap was here. Man, I wish Tony was here. So it makes it even cooler when we see the X-Men uh, come out and then it's like X-Men versus Avengers and then Robert Downey Jr. is back for that. Or you hold off and you bring him, him and Cap back for Galactus.
3: Um, you, said you could always just use this barf thing they've set up. Barf, which is hilarious, by the way. We call it barf. Uh, you could always just use that have like Robert Downey Jr. in there and have it uh, perfectly. It's not a jump in the shark moment.
2: Uh, I will just say, Mike, Death of Spider-Man for me is death of Superman for the older guard. I get it.
3: I get it. No, dude, I get it. I get why you like it. You know what? i I will defend your right to want it to stay like the comics until I die. Okay. Uh, one more thing about happy before I move on. I will say that he got the biggest, uh, snipple when he was giving him the speech about, you know, Tony questioned himself every single day. Um, and he also got the biggest laugh when he threw the shield. Cause you knew he was going to reference captain America. And I was crying when oh, the shield hit the ground. So you knew it was coming, and the halberd, the halberd thing—that's a halberd.
1: <laughs> to your to your point, I I will say because uh, I'm with you. This movie tried really hard to get you to cry, like beginning to end. the The only time I cried, and it had nothing necessarily to do with the scene. It, it was a what it what it truly meant to me was seeing uh, Peter kind of put his hand in the hologram, and then it was like a callback to the first Iron Man mm-hmm. when you saw Tony put his hand in. Um, I started to cry only because at that moment I realized we may never see Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man ever again. And this is the testament of passing the torch and to know that, you know, we might not ever see uh, Iron Man again just really hit me. And I was like, man. I I should have appreciated Iron Man three more than I did.
3: You guys are all like super sad about Iron Man now, but I'm old enough to remember when you guys were all Team Cap, Team Cap. Yeah. Team Cap, Iron Man forever, (laughs) baby. Uh, Team Iron Man
1: forever. I was never Team Cap,
3: so let's let's talk about the. the, the, Okay, this should have been the introduction for Mysterio, where he shows up and kicks his thing ass. It, It looked awesome. You know, I will complain about the CG in these movies forever. It looked awesome. All the Mysterio stuff I thought looked awesome, really. And I love the way that, I mean, my kid didn't get it. He was like, oh, he's a good guy. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bastard. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm like, just wait, buddy. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, us, you know, us smart marks, like we we're like with his wrestling or something, we, we all knew it was coming. But I thought if you didn't know anything about this character, I thought they, they did a really, really good job of keeping this a really a secret. And so the worst part of this movie, I'll say it was uh mysterio's big exposition scene for six minutes about how all this happened it was really cool seeing the guy yeah. back from uh, you know tony stark made this in the cage with scrap parts where he's like i'm not tony stark but other than that i was like this is going on really really long and i feel like everybody knows why they're there i don't think you have to tell them why they're there and it just i don't know exposition went a little a little long for me but it didn't ruin anything but uh overall mysterio very happy uh Hall, obviously awesome. I can't believe that this was the role that he found, he found to see how to do one of these movies for, but I'm glad he did because this is one of, this is probably the, besides Carnage, this is probably the Spider-Man villain I wanted to see on screen for the longest time. Uh, but I will say at one time it was Electro and we saw how that turned out. So I don't need to see Electro like ever again, honestly. In fact, you could just skip <laughs> this version of the Sister 6 and I'm okay with it. But I don't understand why they killed him. We said that last one, What's great about this is Sinister Six keeps sending them to the raft. You know, you don't have to kill them, so we can do Sinister Six one day. Why'd they have to kill him? Or was that an illusion, too? See, that's how I looked at it. I looked at it from
1: two, two angles. Uh, if you guys remember when um, – God, I can't believe I can't remember his name. David Ayer was casting for Joker. Jake Gyllenhaal was was the guy he wanted. Jake Gyllenhaal came out and was like, I'll do it, but just know, like, I, between him and Ryan Gosling, they were like – i only do it for one film. Like, don't try to sign me for five movies. So when I heard that he signed with Marvel, my first thought was it either has to be conditional or it has to be he just wants one movie. So if you're Marvel, here's where you save yourself if he does indeed want to come back. What you could do is when Peter gave him the glasses at the bar, he gave all control to Mysterio. So once Mysterio was defeated, he then took the glasses back and still had control. I think that was an illusion. I think the illusion was for Spider-Man to think that, oh, I saved the day, Mysterio's dead. Um, But maybe that's what Mysterio wanted him to think. And I think the fact that um, that is a possibility leaves the opening for you to do sinister six but i can almost guarantee you guys spider-man 3 will not be sinister six it will
3: be it will be it's own movie no i think think they
1: will i think they will do it i think either sony will want to do it on their own or um feige might just do a spider-man event film yeah no very true but i think feige might do a spider-man event film Uh, to where he brings all these guys together to take on Um, Spider-Man. It'll be titled Sinister Six, but it's not like a Spider-Man 3 or Spider-Man 4. So, I mean, you you left yourself some room with this Mysterio angle uh, because I find it hard to believe that if their plan is Sinister Six, you just killed Jake Gyllenhaal. Like,
3: (laughs) why would you waste that card? um, Even if he said he didn't want to come back, you got to – don't kill him. Maybe he'll change his mind, you know? I, I, I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, who's we, we, to say that? He, I mean, even though he's dead, who's to say that he won't come back? I mean, the, the great thing about the Mysterio suit is that it still exists. The fishbowl is still there, and for me, someone like me, you don't introduce random scientists from Iron Man one all the way back in the day if you don't have plans for him moving forward. So maybe this guy becomes Mysterio, but brings a Jake Gyllenhaal illusion to life to really mess with Peter Parker. Because to me, that was the best part of the movie is that Mysterio messing with Peter Parker scene and then seeing how it affected uh, how it affected Peter. Like, I think people tend to forget that done right, Mysterio, the power, the illusions, all that, that's dangerous. That is something that can really mess with a person's head. And what would mess with Peter's head more than seeing reanimated Jake Gyllenhaal, the guy who outed him as Spider-Man and ruined his life?
3: uh reanimated iron man was fucking scary though i'll say that that was creepy like my kid actually covered his eyes so that was pretty yeah that, that uh,
1: did catch me off guard <laughs> i was like oh yikes uh, the Didn't part that, kind of it of it of
3: it. that made me as a amazing spider-man fan just geek out the most was two things a mention of earth 616 and i thought oh shit they're actually gonna go with this which turned out to be bonk but where peter just full-on starts talking science to it I was so excited. I was like, "This is the character I've been. I, I feel like I've been missing that. This this kid is super freaking smart. So, yeah. If they wanted him to go the Tony Stark route, obviously they're going to start showing you know his brains a little more than his his action stuff. So, uh, I, I am kind of bummed out that they're not doing the alternate realities thing. At least I I assume that he was lying about all. He was lying about everything else. I assume he was lying about not being from Earth or our Earth. So, anybody else get anything out of that? Am I just being a big dork here?
1: No, I mean it, it was. You're right, but as I was telling everyone when when we had left the, the showing of it, that does not mean that other Earths don't exist. It just means he obviously was not from another Earth. Um, if you listen to the Avengers in game writers, uh, according to them, the snap didn't uh, open up different worlds. Uh, but then they were like, then again, we didn't write Spider-Man, so whatever Feige wants to do is up to him. Um, but, I mean, we knew heading into the movie Mysterio was a liar. So we knew that that possibly was the lie. Um, so that wasn't necessarily shocking to, to the three of us. Um, but other worlds could exist. I'm still holding out hope that Doctor Strange 2 ends with um, a portal uh, trying to open. And, you know, he's like, what the hell is this? And out steps Reed Richards. I am still have my fingers crossed for that or Silver Surfer. Um, but there's just endless possibilities of it. But I, I did want to ask you, Mike, with Spider-Man going full Iron Man, with with them going the the huge genius route, um, which Spider-Man was always smart in the comics. But I kind of feel like they're going more Tony Stark and less photographer Peter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you get to the the Daily Bugle, um, at the end, that's now a podcast kind of feels like they're never going to go the route of Peter being a photographer because, and that kind of hurt me a little bit.
3: I'm I'm sure Tony probably left him some money too. So it's not like he's, you know, poor Peter, like he used to be. So he doesn't going to have to go freelance, but you know, you got JK back. I want to hear him talk about pictures of Spider-Man at least one time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, isn't that, isn't the, isn't what they did with this movie with JK, isn't that similar to what they did with the Spider-Man video game and PlayStation where they modernized the Daily Bugle? Into- yeah. On yeah. the
3: game, yeah, it was just a podcast. You were just listening to a podcast. Yeah. It's basically he, they, tur- they turned J.K. or I'm sorry, J.K. They turned uh, J. Jonah Jameson into Rush Limbaugh on the game, and it was a really, really good idea. I thought it was a great idea. So, yeah, if that's the way they go with it, I mean, <clears throat> I really feel like the end of that was touching on how bananas our news cycle is right now. Uh, so I I was just so happy. I I know we're jumping ahead, but I was just so happy to see that. I'm glad I kept that a secret because ear to ear grin, man. I, like I said, I almost shouted out loud in the middle of theater. I was so excited. And the thing was, I saw like all the other parents around about my age that were all super excited and like kids were like, what, what? So I was like, come on, man, show your kids. Those movies they are good. And quit (laughs) trying to movies. I'm tired of this shit. Why do people got to tear something down to build something up?
2: Because Spider-Man three is awful and yeah, it's Turner, terrible.
3: Yeah, It's awful, awful. But one, one's good. Yeah. Two is, for lack of a better word, amazing. So, <laughs> no, you know, amazing Spider-Man.
2: the
3: octopus. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna have a hard time beating that. Okay, so uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm all confused now because of J. Jonah no. Jameson. I That's just a Mysterio illusion. I'm allusion. glad that they stopped the whole. Oh well, you know it can't do that. No one's going to do J. Jonah Jameson better. So I'm glad they just it, we're gonna, do it. We're gonna mean,
2: do it. every every interview today, they they said they couldn't imagine anyone else in the role. So why even bother?
3: Remember, like two years ago, they were talking about Ice Cube playing. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, no, I did, here.
1: I did like the idea of so- Rob Riggle. Like, I did like the idea of someone new, only because it just it's it's confusing because the last time you saw him was in Ramy Spider Man. Then was- you're kind of just like. How does he exist in this one? Like, I, I don't get it. I'll say You know, it's an... <laughs> <laughs> it is an overthought, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't care. Just like if in 20 years they reboot the MCU and they bring um, Samuel Jackson back to be Nick Fury again, it's just something that people just wouldn't question. They wouldn't care. Um, but it just was one of those things where it's like at some point, some roles are, you know, something that you do pass the torch on. Um, but I don't have a problem with him being back. I just would have liked to have seen someone new.
2: I mean, I, I would question Samuel L. Jackson in 20 years because he'd be 90.
1: And I tell you this, Samuel L. Jackson, the working man that he is,
2: he you would will have to bury him. You yeah, will, like, have will have, marry baby baby. Yo,
1: have to marry <laughs> him before he stops doing
2: movies.
3: So uh, I do want to talk about and I think Dan I think you started to talk about it and I cut you off like a rude bastard. Uh the the illusion that he that that uh, Mysterio throws at Spider-Man. That whole scene was just crazy. And i already talked about the the reanimated Iron Man which was, was really creepy. But I just that whole thing was really crazy. And then you see I it got me with the with the with Nick Fury. I I thought that was actually Nick Fury that shot him, you know? So I mean it, it was good. Good twists all over the place. I, I I'm surprised that even though, you know, like I said us smarks that knew this was coming still it, it had some good surprises in there so so good on them for pulling that off
2: i mean even though you know mysterio is more illusion based and it's not like there's no real real danger i was still tense the entire scene i thought they did a great job with the the effects the cgi the the switching in costumes the messing with peter's head what's real what isn't real because even at the end when i was like i'm pretty sure that's not nick fury and that's mysterio i, I didn't know i mean i was like Peter, is like What's real? What's not real? Tell me, tell me something that no one knows about you. Uh, It was also kind of cool to see the real Mysterio costume and see where exactly the fishbowl comes from. Because I thought that was pretty clever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this whole movie, if you want to get down to it, it's about it's about Peter getting over his erectile dysfunction. Right. I mean, his spidey sense, getting his spidey sense working. (laughs) I mean, mean, you can't say what they were trying to do there with making it sound like it was ED. So, uh, hey. Good for them. You slipped that in into a kids' movie. Good for you guys. Good for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: I did I did truly enjoy the um the the angle that they took with because uh, like you said I was
3: completely I, I, I confused myself. Spidey sense, yeah,
1: yeah, I was completely confused, and I I, I did think it was really weird um, that they they choose to be selective with his Spidey sense. Um, it was in full flare in Infinity War. Um, it was in full flare in Civil War, not in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things to where it's just like you guys are really selective when you want this thing to, to truly kick in. Um, so I hope, you know, with what we saw at the end of the movie, I'm sure we'll get to it, um, that that's not an issue anymore. It's fully unlocked. Um, you know, it, it happens whenever he's in trouble. Um because I don't want a third movie to still give me oh he's still trying to figure it out. Like it, it's a spidey sense. It just kicks in. Like it's not something that he earns. It just it kicks in.
3: Yeah. I feel like that and after the speech of have where he builds his new suits up, I feel like he's arrived. He's he's right. now the spectacular Spider-Man, you know. So we uh, I thought
2: time. you were gonna say he's big time. Well he's <laughs> um, what'd
3: you you think want about, about it? it. What'd you guys think about <laughs> Are you guys okay with Edith? Because I was, we, I think we even talked about this in a uh, in our endgame review that we thought that Tony was going to replace the 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 voice. So, but I, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I liked it in the suit and you know with the kill mode and all that stuff. I, I liked it in the last movie and I, I like it just the sunglasses. Although he does, look, I will say Jake Gyllenhaal because he's a very handsome man. He looks much better with the glasses on than than, than Tom Holland does. But you know.
1: 100%. He, uh, first thing I thought first thing I thought when Jake put those glasses on was like, man, if they ever rebooted Iron Man, he'd be a really good Tony Stark. Uh, that was the first thing I immediately thought. Um, with Edith, the biggest regret I've always had with the MCU um, is that they chose to make Jarvis' um, vision because I thought it would have been a great passing of the torch. You know, like if Bruce Wayne died, Alfred would be the one that, uh, you know, that carried things on, um, knowing exactly what Bruce would have wanted, stuff like that. Um, I would have loved for Jarvis to have been in, in you know, in Peter's ear. I thought that I think that would have been great, um, you know, but they decided to go the route of vision. Edith, the only reason Edith was OK for me was once they spelled out uh, what the letters meant. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm cool with Edith. Like, that, that was the dopest start thing you could have ever done. <laughs>
3: right, but now that Even you mentioned in- uh, Death of Batman, thanks. Now Danny's going to bring up how they need to make a Batman Beyond movie. It's
2: oh, 20th man. anniversary oh. of Batman Beyond. <laughs> I mean, first, let's, oh. stop, let's start there. Uh, but I, I like the Edith thing because it wasn't as prevalent as Friday, and that was one of my biggest issues with Homecoming is that I felt it was Spider-Man and Friday and she was in like every scene and she was talking to him all the time. And it just wasn't a Spider-Man film. It felt like Spider-Man cosplaying as Tony Stark in that movie.
3: I get that. Here, I, get that. I really have with is You've already got Spider-Man who is a very OP character and now you're giving him like all these drones and shit. Now he's even more OP. So I, I do understand the criticism of it for sure.
2: I will say, I, I did love the bus scene with the, oh my god, I didn't mean to wow. kill him. And then the the very cool money shot of him just popping up, quickly nailing yeah. it and going back to normal. So
3: why does the uh, CG in Black Panther look awful but it looks awesome in this movie, Danny? Because of Sony. Let me hear you, oh, oh, yeah, I will kill you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, think that, I, I do think, though, that that plays a part in it, is that Marvel has been so focused with so busy. Yeah. movies, 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 and then, of course endgame which took forever that i mean here's sony making it and oh yeah sony why don't you take care of this and focus on this because this is all you have you're welcome for all the money we're about to make you and you know we're going to focus on endgame
3: i i know it's against my better judgment let's talk about some of these side characters i'm glad glad that ned's barely come up at all because he has a very side actually liked him and betty i thought that was a clever idea to kind of get them all thing and then like as soon as they get off the plane oh we broke up they're still talking like a couple and stuff the worst, even worse than MJ, Flash Thompson. Awful, awful, fucking casting. Awful. I hate it. I hate I it. Is this what he's I like it. Ultimates because, oh my god, this is the guy who used to beat the shit out of Peter, and now he's some dork doing Flash.
2: But oh remember, god. bullying bullying has changed though since you're, you're right. right. It's you're evolved.
3: Right. I it's evolved. It. You're right, Danny.
1: It's it, it, it's evolved. It, it's evolved now to where it's 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 virtual bullying. And the reason why I thought it was a good, it was a solid casting, not great. It was a good casting, and I want to say this: there's more to that kid. That there were two times, there were two times they made it very clear that there was something more going on. They mentioned his parents
3: in both movies now, haven't they? That his parents couldn't show up or something. No, no, no.
1: This in this movie, they mentioned it twice, and they made sure that uh, you know it was something that you paid attention to. The first one was when um, they were on the bus and Peter with the Edith glasses was seeing everyone's texts. His text was, "Mom and Dad, I haven't heard from you in a while. Is everything okay?" Oh. Then when they land back, um, he asked, "You know, the driver, like, you know, could Mom not come?" And he just shook his head. No, there's more to his parents and there's more to that
3: kid. Oh, Danny's working over there. You got an idea, Danny? No, oh,
2: okay, I just remembered. No, I just remembered one of my favorite lines from the movie is by Flash, where he's like. Love Spider Man. He's a great guy. He stands up for the neighborhood. What's up, Dickwad? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wish he yeah, had
1: not that
3: line in the trailer. That was a great yeah. Yeah, his trailer. Yeah, that
1: was a good line. But to me, I, I like this flash. He's funny. Um, he's a good uh not comic relief, but he's a he's a good addition to the comedy of the movie. And he does perfectly fit today's time. Um you don't really have those you know, big, strong guys, just shoving kids in lockers anymore. Like that doesn't really exist. It's more. So I'm going to tell everyone like how weird you are on Facebook and they're just going to share it like 30 times. and See, you'll be embarrassed.
3: You guys, as I got thrown in, the <laughs> in junior high, so I got bullied, bullied. You guys get cyber bullied. Oh man.
2: Uh, I yeah. Say, I, I'm excited for him to be in the Spider-Man three, whatever the Spider-Man three graduation day, whatever. <laughs> you call it. Um, because of anybody, he's going to be the one that like is affected by Peter Parker being Spider Man. Like that, that reaction, that scene alone is going to be great.
3: You saw so excited it was like Spider Man follows me. Yeah, sounds kind of. Someone,
1: <laughs> someone brought up a point that I thought was really interesting. Uh, they brought up the idea of his parents might work for Norman Osborn. Maybe that's uh, why they're always mm. they're always gone. Um, and I loved that idea. I also loved the idea um, of Flash. Slash having a closer connection to uh, something that's going to be a big storyline for for Spider Man three because like I said they did their best to make it clear that there was something else going on mm-hmm. um, so I'm really interested in in what that is mainly because Spider Man three I don't think is going to introduce Norman as the main villain but he needs, um, to it. He needs and if to they to do no I, I I'm with you I, I'm yeah, you I'm with you off. on that I, I'm just. Sure. I'm really interested in because you can't go the route of having Harry come in, be the new hotshot, because um, it just would seem weird because they rarely focus on school in this second movie. Um, so that'd be a little off putting. So I am curious uh, if we'll ever get a Harry Osborne um, in the Spider-Man universe, because we know we're going to get Norman. But where and how do you incorporate uh, Harry?
3: See, now I'm like thinking about the school and I want, you know, Lizard to be in a in, in school. But they just did that a couple movies ago. So they I think that they're really Amazing trying to avoid one. that they're all trying to just kind of get away from the characters. But I'm at the point now where it's like, OK, I got that with the first two movies. And I I would love to have Craven Obviously, I, I want to have the
2: obvious pick for three.
3: Yeah, but I still want even if it's just a Osborne for mayor sign in the background or something, give me something just so I know he exists. Now, you don't like mayor. Well, I will I like say,
1: I will say, um, if you look, it's really hard to see it, but again, I've seen it twice. Um, when he's swinging through New York with, with MJ and he first drops down with her right behind them is like this huge green sign. And it says one, two, three. And then the number four is just a question mark. And it says, um, something so- coming soon, or something like that, like alluding to a building or something is, is like being finalized. Um, I'm thinking it's Oscorp. A lot of people are like, It could be Baxter building, wouldn't make sense because if you look at where Spider Man was swinging, like when he first was like gliding through the air and he went through that building, that is where Avengers Tower used to be, and it looks like it's a huge uh company now. Um, mm-hmm. so I mean. OsCorp could already exist, um, so to me, it's it's organic. I even played around with the idea of if you go Craven, why not just go the route of Norman Osborn hiring Craven to to find and catch Spider-Man as for him to do experiments on Green
3: Goblin? This movie, because then you'll have what you had in Amazing Spider-Man Two, where you feel like you got a shove Green Goblin in there when you already had see, him.
1: I don't see. I don't think they're ever going to do Green Goblin because I think what they're trying to set up is that Norman replaces the rich, handsome. Uh, genius, uh, which Stark was. I think he's literally just going to replace Stark. Um, but then he could, you know, that obviously he'll turn evil, but I think he'll be more of a suit Norman Osborn, like a, an iron suit, than he will be Green Goblin. And I, I'm totally fine with that.
3: Norman Osborne, make it happen. Matthew McConaughey. Since we see, can't have Michael Keaton, they've already used Michael Keaton. So my second pick was, was Matthew McConaughey. So
1: see, I did like that till I wanted Matthew McConaughey for Reverse Flash. Now that's what I want. I think he'd be a better Reverse Flash.
3: Oh, see, now we're going down a rabbit hole. We now we, this this show will be like. This. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I we've covered most of the major bases here. Uh, we know how, how how we already talked about how how he defeats Mysterio and stuff like that. Uh, anything before we get to the post credits that you guys want to talk about that you feel like I missed?
2: I, I will just say um, I, out loud, I, I like Zendaya. I like her in the role. I like her chemistry with Tom Holland. I think that. For it a teenager, a, for yeah, a teenage, I'm fine with it. For a teenage romance, I think they captured the awkwardness completely well. Um, so I think them two together, great. I'm going to be sad when they probably kills Zendaya at some point because that's what that's what happens to all of the Parker women is that they die. So I'm waiting for that to happen.
3: If she turns out to not be the actual MJ and they want to bring out the real Mary Jane later, so it's like wow, and you're going to call her MJ too. Man, poor form Peter. <laughs> poor form. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think I, I think Feige is smart enough to know you can't do that. Like you've already went all in. Like she is MJ. So she dies. She dies as the only MJ will ever be. So they're they just, just this twist her
3: and Gwen Stacy, just just reverse the roles there.
1: To me the the reason why I always thought it was it would have been smarter to just like we said make her a new character. Is in the comics, uh, I think the only time he ever had a relationship with Liz Allen, um, like he did in the first one, um, was in Spectacular Spider-Man. Right after Harry dated her, um, Peter dated her. But in the comics, it was always either Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, or uh, Felicity, Felicia, Felicia, sorry. Um, So it was never Liz Allen. So when they went that route, I was like, this is really weird.
3: Well, hopefully they, um, and they then, scrap that silver and black movie and put Felicia in this in this universe. How'd you go with that? Heck yeah!
1: I tell you what, it'd be really weird. Even though uh, the rumors of uh, Chloe Grace Moretz being being that uh, being Felicia is great to me, but the way Black Cat is like over sexualized, I think would be really weird for
2: <laughs> for I mean, Kimmy Yeah. Fu.
1: With yeah, like picture her licking Tom Holland, Spidey Matt. It just looked really weird.
3: It, no, it's it's better they'll for the do cast. Right. No. Don't <laughs> justify the hell out of it. No, that, that ain't gonna happen. Now, now Vanessa Kirby is catwoman. I I will volunteer for any role. Anyway, uh getting off <laughs> yeah. task here. Uh so so the, the scene, uh, we already talked about J. Jordan James who shows up. Um so basically uh he brings up that Spider-Man you execute the drones or whatever, and then he reveals the big shocker, he reveals his name. So I was thinking before this movie, why is Peter the only Avenger who we don't know his identity, you know? But I mean I get it, he's a teenager, whatever, but I don't I have no idea. I have no idea what they're doing with this. Like I said, they there's some really bad Dan Slot stories that use this arc, and I hope they ain't going that way because I know that they wanted to use Civil War because it was recent and it was really popular. I understood that. No longtime Spider-Man fan. Hell, not even ultimate Spider-Man fans like the Dan Slott Spider-Man. Don't do it, guys. Don't do it. That's my only prayer.
1: Well, you you revealing who he is I think opens the door for Daredevil. I think opens the door for She-Hulk. Um, both characters are
3: really good lawyers. Too soon. Don't make um, up Daredevil. Too soon.
1: Well, no, by the time we, we <laughs> film a Spider-Man 3, um, it, it will be good. Marvel will have the rights back to their characters because um, it's only another year or two before it gets I released hope. back to them. Um, so I would love it to where if Peter is in like, um, you know, is in an interrogation room and he's like, you know, I want my lawyer. Like, I, don't I get a lawyer? And Matt Murdock walks in
3: and uh, it's actually Charlie Cox
1: bananas and it's actually Charlie Cox. Because well, I ain't seen anyone else's bananas.
3: Kingpin right now. I'm just letting you know. So, yeah.
1: Well, uh, if you follow Vincent D'Onofrio on Twitter, anytime a fan mentions Kingpin and Spider-Man, he retweets it and then comments, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And it's like, all right, we get it, Vincent. Like, you love Kingpin. <laughs> all right, relax. Um, but t- to me, I think the funniest thing is Stark was willing to expose this kid in Homecoming. Remember at the end where he said, I'm going to reveal you to the world? Like, just step forward into the suit. You'll be an Avenger. It's like, sorry, you do know like he's 16 and you're about to make every villain <laughs> just knock on his door and just start shooting up the place. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you where you go with this. The only thing I could think of is the fact that this movie was, was making it very uh, adamant that it was a movie based on a lie. You could also play the angle of He was a liar. Like, he lied. I'm I'm not Spider-Man. The one thing I don't want them to do that I thought they would do, remember how in the comics Stark used to say Iron Man was his bodyguard? And, like, he used to have the suit show up and then him show up so, like, people would always go, oh, well, he can't be Iron Man because, look, don't do that with the Iron Spider suit. Don't have the Iron Spider show up and then, like, Peter show up and it's like, well, look, I'm not Spider-Man. Don't do that. Find a more clever way to get Peter out of this. Um, Have Ned put
3: on the tights and show up and be like, hey guys, I'm Spider-Man, right?
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) I I even think they might do something as stupid as um, Danny. I don't know if you watched um, Spectacular Spider-Man, but it was when Venom had revealed who Spider-Man was. Flash Thompson Mm -hmm. uh, put on the costume. like A bunch of people put on the costume to say, I'm Spider-Man. I feel like the MCU will go that route. And it's kind of just like, just be more clever. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see Flash Thompson and and the other kids come out in support of Peter um, saying, I'm Spider-Man, he's not Spider-Man. Like, don't, it's too cliche.
2: Yeah, I love the idea of the potential of what the story could be used because there aren't a lot of, I mean, Peter Parker keeping his identity secret is a big deal. They made a big point of stressing that this entire movie up into that reveal that he just wanted to be a normal kid, he just wanted to go with the girl that he liked and like hang out with her. Uh, he can never do that now. Like they have taken that away from him. They have put him in the tightest corner. And there's to me, there's no better villain than Craven the Hunter now to hunt the famous Peter Parker. I think that is month. Like I, if I had my wallet, I'd be throwing it at the screen right now. Like all <laughs> of my money. Because that's interesting and that's dangerous. And Craven is a villain that, if you're going to go the opposite of Mysterio with illusions, nothing is more real than Craven the Hunter. So
3: I know he's pretty really Aquaman, but how can that not be Jason Momoa? Just, just
2: saying. Mm, damn it! Why would you say that?
1: Yeah, come um, on! Don't say stuff
2: like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, someone teaches us I,
3: how to act. I don't.
2: Yeah, I, I'm with Jawan though. I I don't need them to cheap. The ch- cheap way out of it. I don't need the, the bodyguarding. angle. I don't need someone in a suit. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of say go with it. I, I love the, the symmetry that it, like this movie parallels the Iron Man trilogy so hard throughout the entire movie. But you start the Marvel movies with I am Iron Man, and now you end phase three with he is Spider Man. And mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, that really does set us up for a crazy phase four. And I can't wait to see where they take it.
3: Speaking of phase four, we get to the end credit scene, which is what you and I have been saying for a while now that they're going to do Secret Invasion, right? I mean, it's clear what this is. Uh, Like I said, I disagree with our buddy Fro who made it sound like this was like the greatest end credit scene ever. And I'm like, it didn't tell me anything that Captain Marvel didn't tell me about the scrolls. But, okay. So, Fury's like drinking in a commercial there at the end. Okay, cool. Apparently, he told someone to get back to work and we couldn't see who that was. So, it had to be Fantastic Four, right? No. No. so. I I was on this, whatever, what this was.
1: The only thing I, I geeked out about, um, with, with this in credit scene was the idea that he was creating sword, um, him and captain Marvel were creating sword. That was the only interesting thing. He was telling the scrolls to get back to work. Um, I liked it because they obviously changed it from the comics to where it was this lady with green hair, um, Mm -hmm. and captain Marvel who created sword. Which I'm I'm fine with. Uh, See, I don't the know. One what you're thing... talking
3: about right now, so awesome. I'm learning something right now.
1: Okay, no. Okay, so sword was you know what shield is. What yeah. shield was for Earth. Sword was that for um uh outer space, pretty much. So, so they defended <laughs> all, a- right, they defended all the alien and cosmic attacks and stuff like that. Mainly, they focused on because it was it was created around the whole Cree Scroll War, uh, and then the the beginning of Secret Invasion. Um. So, I mean, it, it was like you said, it was nothing that we didn't really see coming. I do want to say it was cheap what Feige and Watts did, mainly because I said since Winter Soldier, uh, um, Nick Fury was a scroll. I thought when he died, they replaced him and, and put a scroll agent in. So, when they showed him driving in a car and then it's Talos, I was like, wait, could Talos have been Fury since Captain Marvel? And then it's like, oh no. He's only been Fury since like the end of Endgame. And I'm like, that was like such a cheap thing to do. Um, but the one thing I do hate about them introducing Sword is you having Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. still on television. I would prefer if S.H.I.E.L.D. didn't exist anymore. And that's why he created Sword. Because um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just, it has to stop. Like,
2: it's soon to stop. No, don't do it. Anymore. There we go. <laughs> it
1: has to stop. <laughs> It just has to stop. Ghost Rider saved it, and now that he's getting his own show, allow them to peacefully make their exit. Um, but yeah, now that we're entering into S.W.O.R.D., um, Secret Invasion is definitely on the horizon. I am more curious now as to, because it won't be Eternals, it won't be Black Widow, when will be the next movie that we see the Scrolls, uh storyline kind of further out?
2: Mm. I will say the most exciting part for me about this second, um, or I guess the end credit scene, you want to call it. My boy Ben Mendelsohn is still part of the MCU. He is still a part of potentially phase four. I, I love Talos. I love the way he plays it. He plays it just so – not hamming it up, but he just, you can tell he has fun behind the makeup.
3: Ben Mendelsohn uh, could play a telephone pole, and Danny would say how awesome it was.
2: So. Time
1: out. Hold on. Danny – I will say this, man. Ben Mendelsohn is a gem. We got to protect that man
3: at oh, all. Oh, no, I agree. I would just. Well, <laughs> in what universe was he not gonna like whoever Ben Mendelsohn oh. played? So yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, I like him, and he was director Kren- Krennic for a criminal. <laughs> I was
3: like with Woody, dude. That end credit scene in, in Venom was awful. It had an awful wig. It was kind of poorly acted. That wig is
2: still bad. <laughs> Holy shit! Woody Harrelson is Clea's
3: Cassidy. So I, I didn't care. So yeah, I'm the same one. I'm the same one. Don't worry about it. Uh, so before we get into our, our final race, we kind of talk, kind of sprinkled it all throughout what we want to see next. Um, I, I feel like we're getting to the point where it's okay to have like more than one villain uh, as long as it isn't a new one. I mean, if it's one we've seen before, like we don't need an origin for Green Goblin again or anything like that, you know. Uh, but if you want to put like a couple of them in there, like one new one and one, I'm sorry, by new one I mean one that we haven't seen on the screen before. And one that we have. I'm okay with that. It's kind of like we talked about with Batman. You got so many good villains with Spider Man. Why do I just get one villain per time? You know, and I mean, if you want to lead up to Sinister Six, yeah, I'm in full support of that. But yeah, Craven. Craven's one I've never seen. I'm for sure, I want to see that. I don't ever need to see Rhino ever again. I love Paul. <laughs> Rhyme, but
2: I don't ever need to see that shit again because it's garbage. It's uh, hard to bring to life. It really is. I
3: definitely, definitely want to see what this version of Marvel Studios can do with Dr. Octopus because that's my favorite Spidey villain. So I'm anxious to get there eventually. And you know what we talked about with, as long as you have like Norman Osborn in the universe, if you have Peter working under Dr. Octopus and he's not Dr. Octopus yet, you know, I'm okay with that. Just working for Otto like he is in the Spider-Man video game. I'd be perfectly fine with that. Just make this universe open up a little bit more. They don't have to be villains right away. You know, just let it breathe a little bit. This is a big, big universe. If you're not going to have Daredevil in it, you're not going to have Kingpin in it, you're not going to have Elektra in it, do something. Use the stuff that you do have. That's what I'd like to see going forward.
2: I mean... uh yeah, Danny. No, I, I was just going to say, the, the one question we haven't asked here, if we're talking about the future, is it a no-brainer that Sony re-ups with Marvel and continues this very I fruitful think partnership?
3: Hedging to make Peter the face of the mcu like they are if they did not have a deal in place because i well, felt like that's why they were kind of holding it back in the first place because they didn't know if sony was going to flake out or not i believe that feige gets what feige wants i feel like at this point
1: i will tell you guys this little bit of, of
3: uh oh insider tra- kind of
1: information yeah yeah i will tell you guys this um sony will be selling um very soon
3: Oh, uh, they, will oh, please. Jesus, please. Um, they will be bought <laughs> out. Jesus, uh, please!
1: They will be bought out. Now, when I say very soon, I don't mean like in the next few months. It'll be a little while, but they will get bought out. Um, and they know that if they're bought out, the rights automatically go back to, um, to Marvel. So I could see them kind of wanting to speed up a deal just to kind of get as much money as they possibly can out of Spider-Man, out of Venom, um, before they do ultimately sell. Um, but they are looking. To sell, so oh. uh, keep keep an eye out on that. Sony will be selling at some point, but I can tell you this now: no
3: Baby Driver two, they will. <laughs> I can
1: tell you guys this now: they will try to put out as many Spider Man properties as they can before they do. So um, if you start hearing more and more Spider Man spinoff movies, it's because well, they're gearing up for a sell.
3: They should have. <laughs> they talked about, they actually with a straight face said, "Yeah, we want to make an Aunt May solo movie." That was when they should have said, "You know what." They should. The government should have forced them to sell after that statement. You know what? To be fair, as
1: dumb as that sounds, they are making an Alfred show. So I mean, it's this just the
3: world we live sure.
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Gotham got five seasons.
3: Our so. <laughs> Batman right there. It's like, hey, we're gonna have a Batman show without Batman in it, and people are like, oh, I can't wait. Everybody, everybody knew how awful Gotham was. It wasn't like Smallville where we like go back to it. We're like, oh well, all this is really bad. Don't care, still love it. Don't care. But with Gotham, it was like while it was happening, this is awful. And people kept watching it because it was Batman. It's crazy. It's the power of Batman. That's all I can say. Danny, Uh, do you (laughs) want to see in the next next Spider Man area anything at
2: all? I want to see Craven. Uh, I want to see Spider Man go against a truly physical threat Uh, someone who not only is going to hunt him, but hunt his friends and put them all in danger. I, I mean, make it Spider Man a horror movie. Here's my money. Just. Take all my money right now. Kill Flash. Kill Ned. Kill MJ. Kill Aunt May. Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) You're so morbid (laughs) Uh,
1: now. I I will say that was one of the things that bothered me of of Far From Home was how willing Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio was to kill children. Mm -hmm. I was just like, it's children. Like, relax a little bit, man. Like, no one's really going to believe them. They're kids. It's like, no, I got to murder them. It was like, oh, oh okay, all, all right, man. Um, but no, see, what's funny is in, when you said it, Mike. I was like, oh no, Mike's going to jump all over me. I kind of want the two villains to be Rhino and Craven.
3: Um, Rhino and I'm done right, Rhino- sure. I just having a hard time getting that Paul Giamatti just disaster <laughs> out of my mind.
1: I don't disagree with you at all. See, I think the problem is when we think Rhino, we think of how big we're used to rhino being i don't think rhino needs to be that big i think if you kind of have it to where craven is experimenting on humans to kind of make the ultimate hunt um he does this experiment on this guy who turns into like a a big rhino um and he uses him as a pet i would like that and then he sends rhino to go catch catch spider-man and when he fails that's when craven shows up and all hell breaks loose. Okay.
3: I'm with um, that. as long as they do the this to uh to, to uh Scorpion in prison right now. Because that's our boy yeah. Primo from uh, Better Call Saul.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but to me, Rhino is very easily like you could very easily do it. Just because Amazing Spider Man did such a bad job, uh, does not mean that it is a difficult character to do. Um oh, so to awesome. me to me, I kind of think if you do it like that to where um, he wants to make uh you know these experiments so he could hunt the ultimate hunt um and then he you know makes a rhino and then sends that weapon then when he fails, he comes out i think I think that's box office and people would eat it up they would no, eat it up
3: It seems like they're more willing to use characters that a previous version did bad i mean they made Hulk five years after Ang Lee's Hulk movie was like one of the worst things I'd ever seen in my life. Oh,
1: yeah. So, so I
3: bad. mean, not like DC or Warner Brothers, who's going to be like, no, that Green Lantern movie a decade ago was terrible, so we can't use Green Lantern ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You
1: wait, I do want to say something, Danny. That
3: oh, Danny's going to. I bring it up on the other uh, podcast. All super entertaining. All
1: the time. entertaining. Oh no! Okay. No. no, no. Oh no, 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 not that. I was saying, um, remember in while they were in New York, you saw like all those murals of of uh, of Iron yeah. Man and, and stuff like that? I heard someone say, and this was not from anyone from a studio or anything, but I did hear someone say, yo, how dope would it be, because we know he exists, how dope would it be if Miles was out there tagging That'd some of those cool. murals uh for Tony Stark? I was like I was, I was like, the way yeah, was freaking about the yeah,
3: end credit that, that scene. I thought sense. for sure it was gonna be like Prowler or some shit that people was gonna freak out about. Because you know they already have Daniel, Donald Glover in there, so sure. I, I thought for sure that it was gonna be something like that. The way that people were freaking out about it. So that's why when I got what I got, I was like, "That's it, really? That's what everybody was excited about? Not the
2: not the J Jonah Jameson part." So, yeah, well, I heard yeah. that Prowler's already like they have Donald Glover. They could bring in Prowler as someone's muscle. Without- they could,
1: but he does. They did make him seem like a street level criminal, um, like sure. a guy who would probably sell like cars that were stolen. He didn't seem like the guy we got into the Spider Verse.
3: Look, you guys want um, Miles Morales like a decade from now, like you're talking about that? I could get more on board with that. Right now, I just want to see Sony just build that Spider Verse, the, the the multiverse thing that that they got over there. I want them to do that instead of quit jacking around with Sinister Six without Spider Man. Just do that, Miles Morales first over there, and I'm good with that.
2: I want. See- I want- I want my Peter Parker here for 10 years. Cause I want him when he dies. I want it to hurt.
3: Yeah.
2: I want kids crying. I want adults like sad. I want like everyone just bawling in, in the theater when he dies. That's what I want. That's got
3: Tom Holland. I tell you what, Hi.
1: I tell you what, if you do it right, we could feel the same way about him leaving the same way mm-hmm. we felt about Iron Man leaving.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and it, 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 it'll be just even cooler to see him pass that torch. Miles Morales, um, but it's way too early, just like I, I tell people who, who like Batman Beyond, it's like we didn't even have a Batman yet. <laughs> and it's like you're talking, give me Terry, let's let's let Batman kind of. I thought the best time to do Terry was let Ben get older and then just have yeah. Ben pass the torch instead of a Nightwing, give him Terry. So um,
2: we'll Batman Beyond,
1: I, I don't disagree, <laughs> but I think if you get it, I think it'll be an Elseworld film, I think it'll be Elseworld. I think it'll be a one-off. I don't think you'll get a series of it.
2: No, nothing to say there, Mike?
3: Look, I'm sure Batman Beyond was a really cool show, just like your uh, Young Justice was a really cool show. That's, that's a small crowd, though. No one wants to see movies of that. We want our prime characters. We don't want Son of Batman. We don't want any of that trash. We don't want whoa, some whoa, Demon whoa. movie. We whoa,
2: whoa, <laughs> whoa. Hold on. I want Damian Wayne. Damian
1: Wayne? i tell you this. I love Son of Batman so much. I wouldn't mind if you skipped over Dick, Jason, and got right to Damian Wayne. I'd be 100% okay with that.
3: This is is the age gap thing here. This is what I was talking about. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but i mean we started talking about the the matt reese batman things are going to get nuts because mm-hmm. from what i am hearing about that there's like a ton of characters in that that you're going to just completely floor people so but yeah that's a conversation definitely for another time uh anything else on uh far from home i guess we should just get like our final thoughts like what you thought about the movie like overall and give it, if you want to give it a ranking you can uh, i i People get some sensitive about this stuff, you know, because, you know, apparently we live in a world now where a, uh, a a 7 out of 10 is considered a bad score. So, you know, anything less than like an 8.5, people think it's like it's like terrible. So uh, I'll go first since I'll probably be the lowest score here. Uh, I, I gave uh, Homecoming like a 7, like a 7.8 or something like that. I really had a good time with it. Uh, I, I like where it's headed, and I think it set it up really well heading into a third one. One of my favorite things that they did, they, they captured the spirit of the comic, which is Peter trying to walk that line between being a superhero and being a kid. And I thought they really, really touched on that wellness movie. So for me, yeah, that hit all the right places. That's what I wanted to see. And I had a good time with it. I just hate the surrounding cast. That's all.
2: Uh, I'll go so Jawan can be last. Uh, I'll give it a B. Solid B. I need B to B minus. Um, I think Tom Holland is perfect as Peter Parker in Spider-Man. I think he did a great job of carrying the movie by himself with no Robert Downey Jr. training wheels this time around. Um, I I love Jake Gyllenhaal in the role of Mysterio. I thought when he really let loose and became the villain, he was a lot more engaging, a lot more fun, because that's the Jake Gyllenhaal we love. Uh, Great story. Uh, Some of the surrounding cast was okay, nothing special. And it really does set up, a, a really unpredictable Spider Man 3 because I mean, they can take this in a number of directions, and um, pretty much all of them are going to be good, except for the dance lot ones. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I, I think I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of 10. Um, I just can't really place that many bad things uh, or things I didn't like about the movie. And I think what kind of enhanced it the most for me was, uh, as Tia would say, the hallway scene uh, wasn't really a hallway scene, but she was comparing it to Daredevil when he was in the close quarters with Mysterio at the end where he was taking out all those drones and Mm -hmm. then um, Mysterio popped up and he used his Spidey sense to kind of dodge the, you know, being shot in the head, which was really dark. Um, But he dodged it. (laughs) I was like, this is Spider Man. Like this is the essence of Spider Man. Like this isn't a thirty year old trying to play a high school like Toby. This isn't a just an awkward dude in and Andrew Garfield. Uh this is this is the essence. Um so I mean eight and a half is, is where I'm gonna have to go. And I will say, Mike, we, we, we do get offensive when grades aren't super high. Like I gave In game a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, I bet people no. lost
3: their mind, didn't they? Yeah.
1: I only I only gave it that purely because of like the last twenty minutes of that movie. Like I thought the rest of it was like you could throw this away. Like that in that end battle was the only thing that saved that movie for me. Um, so yeah, I think eight and a half is is, is very reasonable. Um, to, and I will agree with you. It's very important that Tom was able to do this without Robert Downey Jr. because um, that was what bugged me in Homecoming. I'm like, it's Spider Man. Like there's too much Iron Man here. Like even the little bit that we got from him, I thought was way too much. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go eight and a half. I really love this movie. Jake was great. Tom Holland elevated himself as Spider-Man. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see how crazy they go with Spider-Man three, which will probably be Spider-Man three graduation day. Uh, Danny, I think you nailed it.
3: <laughs> Danny, I will say this though. If you had, it had went ahead in time and came back and told me, you know what? You're going to like Sony's, Animated into the Spider Verse better than the MCU Spider Man movies. I told you you were crazy, but I did.
2: Well, that's because I mean we've heard it before. There's a lot more freedom in the animation that uh, I think helps into the Spider Verse. But I mean, they just fucking went for it, and I I don't think it's a bad thing on Sony and, and Marvel here with this movie. But no one had any expectations for Into the Spider Verse, and. I think having that freedom freed them up to just swing for the fences and they nailed it.
3: So I think I go like this. Number one, still Sam Raimi, Spider-Man two, then probably into the spider verse and then just pick one. I don't even care. I like amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I liked Andrew Garfield. You nailed it with the awkward thing though. Uh, I, I loved, I loved uh guy. What's her name is, is Gwen Stacy. She's always awesome. Uh, Oh shoot. Yeah, see we're all we're all drawn to blame.
0: Emma, Emma
1: Stone? Yes, call Stone? me. Stone, yes,
3: call me. Her name, that's her name. Call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. The Only thing I didn't like about that that really brought it down was the changes to the suit. I don't have my Spider-Man white eyes. It drives me nuts. Uh so but I mean yeah, I thought
2: you amazing Spider-Man too.
3: No, that movie, that doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> if we can just erase that from existence, that's like on par with Spider Man three for me, a uh, uh, Ramy Spider Man three for me. It's that bad without the dance. It's sequence.
1: funny. It's funny because like you're gonna hate hearing this, Mike. But the only thing that saves Spider Man two for me, even though I think that was one of the best acting villains um, to date. Like you know, Mysterio could rival it, but I thought um, Malina, mm-hmm. uh was amazing sure. as Doc Ock. But That's the only good, thing that, good saved like that, that beats that, yeah. The the only thing that saved that movie for me was probably that train scene. That I think is the most iconic superhero moment.
3: Yeah, I, everything I can think copies of. it now.
1: Oh, never, yeah, <laughs> every yeah. no, everything you.
3: copies it now. I
1: mean, we saw Homecoming copy it. was him trying to pull the boat back together. The boat. Uh, it was so iconic. Like that that him trying to stop the train. That was super iconic. That is what saved that movie for me because that's literally the only thing I could remember.
3: You had um, very, very
1: clearly I from that movie. You
3: born when it came out, so you didn't experience it. I
1: told- was 100% born because I remember <laughs> playing the first Spider-Man game and then that Spider-Man game. Which, by the way, those two games ahead of their time. Sure. Free roam with Spider-Man. You can't get any better than that.
2: So all you cite right. those, those scenes. I'm I'm all about Andrew Garfield climbing down and saving that kid in the car. Like to me, that's Spider Man right
3: there. No, yeah, that was good, and and I I loved Kurt Connors in that movie. I thought he was awesome. So I I, I agree
1: with you on that.
3: I don't, but I don't see they do Lizard better. Sorry, but
1: Danny, you you prefer that over when he was going through the um the the buildings and stuff to try to get up top to to Lizard. You prefer that that scene of him saving the
2: kid over that. Yeah. I, I mean, I like that scene where he's like wounded and trying to get up to the lizard, but I mean, Spider-Man's always a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's all about save one person and then focus on everything else. And I think that scene distills it so well that he's like, Hey, I'm just like you. And he takes off the mask. And to me that that's why I love Andrew Garfield in the role. Cause he sold it through in that scene to me.
3: I feel like Raimi's first Spider-Man movie Aged poorly because of that awful Mighty Morphin Power Rangers costume they have a Green Goblin, which at the time didn't bother me, but you so now it, it, it's aged really, really bad. But the yeah. scene where he's like, "Choose," he drops them both. Yeah. And to me, that was like the Spider-Man moment. I I, I love that so much; it was perfect.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that.
3: See, people, people, Dufo people Dufo sleeping Dufo, on that movie.
1: Willem Dafoe was freaking awesome too. The, he He, was, the he gave terrible. me nightmares. He gave me nightmares as his Green Goblin. I can't
3: even front. And when he shows up at the, the, the Macy's Day Parade, and he pumpkin bombs the shit out of everybody. I love it, man. Movie, yeah. People sleep on these movies. I watched them again with my kid, that but didn't watch three. I did not watch three. I let my kid watch it. I didn't watch it. You know what he said? We got to give, give Sam Raimi more credit, man. Yeah. You definitely got to give Sam, Sam, Sam Raimi more I, I credit. you a fan of Steel, too. That's what you need to do right there. Sam Raimi, Spider Man, Super. <laughs> Super-, <laughs> Super- <laughs> the world is ready for that.
2: What did your kid say after Spider Man 3? I have to know this. Uh,
3: he liked it fine. He just said that Venom was too small. He said Venom was just way too skinny. He's like, Venom, <laughs> you're not wrong. Dude, this kid is like full on like rage nerd. Because I remember we were seeing, a, I can't remember what we were seeing. I think it was Guardians 2, and we saw the trailer for one of the, uh, the Transformers movies. And right after the trailer's over, he looks at me and goes, Why is Optimus Prime's eyes wrong color? This is stupid. And I'm like, You're well on your way, buddy. you are well on your way.
1: So. Yeah, that was that was one of the many stupid things to come out of those Transformers movies. Hey, Bumblebee! The fact that there were the fact that there were ninety Decepticons and the same four Autobots will will forever be the most confusing thing about that franchise. All
3: right, man. Well, hey, thanks for joining us. I'm glad to finally, yeah. finally to work this out. Uh, I like I like uh, having like three people on here. Feel like we can you know get some dissenting opinions, so we're not just like you know agreeing with each other or or just completely just like arguing the whole time like when he <laughs> like, when, like when he tries to say something like batman beyond is better than batman or something like that you know so.
2: I, I never said better than batman i said it is a worthy successor to batman
3: i never watched young justice i tried to watch it with my kid and all he kept asking me was where's superman where's flash where's batman he didn't care about any of those other characters so
1: that is heartbreaking. I don't know. <laughs> Young Justice is for his generation. And the fact that he wants the OGs is heartbreaking. <laughs> where,
3: you know, because he loves, like, <laughs> Big Hero 6. He loves, uh, you know, and all these different superhero-ish kind. Of, he loves the new Voltron and stuff. So I was like, he, he's willing to try new things out. But I think the problem with that is, like, you kept having Flash or, or Red Tornado or just, you know, a Justice League member show up once in a while to where he was just like, okay, I just want to see more of that character. It should have been, like, there for the pilot and then disappeared completely.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I I don't really have a big argument against that. Fair enough.
3: By the way, the the, the 90s uh, Spider-Man animated series, I feel like that kind of gets, like, lost in the shuffle because of how good Batman animated series was, how good uh, uh, X-Men animated series was. No one talks about that that, that Spider-Man cartoon. was really good.
1: I will say – Um, We are really good friends. Uh, I actually have his number, Ernie Altbacker, who wrote, I think, the first two seasons of the animated Spider-Man series. Um, I told him very underrated. Like, I think, like you just said, we talk Batman. um, We talk X-Men. Another thing that gets lost in the shuffle is that Superman had an animated series in the '90s. People we keep forgetting that. that. It's
3: great how that's the one that nobody even mentions, and it was fine.
1: They never talk about it, and it was it was really good. But you had I, the '90s probably had the best era of cartoons. Um, Gargoyles came out in the '90s, like it just it was so many. Um, but Spider Man definitely, I put right next to. Uh, I actually put it over X Men. I put it right next to Batman.
3: Wow. Wow! All mm-hmm. right. See, here's the thing: is they're talking about. Oh, they want to bring back uh, the X Men animated series on Disney Plus. It's not going to be the same, though, man. I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. All, I mean, X
3: Men stuff, but I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to be the same.
1: Yeah. No, that's a good yeah. point.
3: Agreement, sir. All right. Well, if anybody's got anything else, uh, I guess uh, I guess we'll go ahead and shut this down because we're just like we're just rambling like Ned or something now, or you know, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're we're rambling like it's a flash mob or something.
2: I will say, because you bring it up that, the girl in front of me, whenever they said babe to each other, she groaned so loud. It was the best reaction I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I think the thing that was so horrible about it was that everyone knows someone who is just oh, yeah. like that. Like they just oh, started oh, yeah. dating and it's the babe wave where it's like, oh, you're going to eat that babe? Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, babe, and it's like, oh my goodness! I just want to tell you that he's cheating on you. Like, I just want to break <laughs> this up out
3: right hey now. Guys, <laughs> like, wait until you're forty; That's stuff will actually make you dry heave when you see it happening. Like people, people that like sit there on on hot like Valentine's Day on their Facebook page and talk about how much they love their spouse and shit like that. They go tell them, motherfucker! Don't tell me. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it, 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 it only gets worse as you get older, guys. Oh, God,
1: I hate it. I hate it now.
3: <laughs> uh, but Danny, you did touch on it. One thing that is, even though I'm, I'm not crazy about uh, the supporting cast, I don't know if y'all want to give the credit to the director, the actors, or, or all of the above. Yeah, they capture that awkwardness just perfectly of what it's like trying to break the ice with someone that you are into at that age. So I, I definitely with. Nothing against Zendaya's acting. It's just the character. I think she's actually a really good actress and everything I've seen her in. I'm excited that she's going to be in Dune, you know? So, uh, by the way, who the hell was trying to make a contest out of Zendaya and Halle Berry? Sit the fuck down. All right. I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> to, to be fair, to be no. fair, no.
1: It, it's really difficult to. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> I don't want to say sexualized, but it, it, it's difficult because Zendaya is like, she is like, I think 20 maybe. But she just seems so young. So like, it kind of feels weird when you're like, nah, man, she's super hot. And it's like, how old is she again? All right, just making sure. Um, but I will 22.
2: say this. 22.
3: She's
1: 22. We talked about this
3: when we were this. talking about the 100. And, and the girl that I had the hots for on the 100 was, like, young enough to be my daughter. And I was like, well, I feel awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. The, the conversation of Holly Berry and Zendaya will become a lot closer when she's 30. I can guarantee you. <sighs>
3: Holly's still in her prime. What's up?
1: Holly will, will die in her prime. <laughs> She'll look gorgeous in 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 her casket. They should we know they should this. Catwoman is, is, is beautiful.
3: They should cast Halle Berry as Catwoman. No, nah, we've been down
1: that road. We <laughs> get reaction out of yeah. It was it was around that gothica time. <laughs> Never, oh. again. <laughs> oh, Never again. Never oh. again.
3: Oh, Monsters Ball though. Check it. Make me feel good. Good stuff. See, now we can just we just keep going forever. We're going. So, guys, thank you. for <laughs> listening. Uh, We're gonna get back to our, our our regularly scheduled programming soon. I think Danny isn't isn't Comic Con the next one? When is Comic Con? Next, next week. Next week. Next week. Next week. And, right. uh, and we will have
1: boots universe. on the ground.
3: Yeah. What all you having it? Uh, are we having on Geek Vibes for for Comic Con? Any, any anybody there? Anybody going? Yeah.
1: Yeah. We uh we have two people going out there, and they were going to actually. I'm sorry three people going out there and they're going to cover every inch wow. of that convention. Yeah. So it's going to be that's awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun.
2: Cool. So I need all of the grainy cell phone footage of any trailers.
3: Yeah, really please give me some grainy. You want to know footage.
1: something funny? You want to know something funny? The past two years I've had a friend who's actually a writer for one of these, these big, um these big companies and he's always giving me footage. I had infinity war. Before anyone else did. And I shared it with people like on, on Facebook and messenger. So like I told the three people we're sending, I'm like, if you don't get me this footage before like it's released <laughs> from any other trade, just know you're coming back here. Jobless. Like, you're, you're no longer <laughs> part of this. Like, come on now. I, I need it. So they know. And they don't give it to me. Spider-Man.
3: Cool. All we need to <laughs> is get Mike screening access in Houston. That's what we need to get. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We got you. We got you. We're working on it. I, I barely have it here.
3: I know. I know. Kaden seems Kanan to have it all.
1: Yeah. He's cornered the market.
3: So I got to get it from him. Uh, Danny, I believe you wanted to say something about it being National Video Game Day. Did you play a video game today?
2: No, I didn't. I just figured, you know, we don't get it. We don't talk enough video games here that we could say our favorite video game before we kind of like let it go.
3: Uh, favorite video game? I don't know if I could do that. I'll say my favorite video game franchise is Legend of Zelda. It'll probably always be Legend of Zelda because every time I think, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. What's your favorite yeah. gaming or game gamer gaming franchise? Danny's gonna Ooh. say Super Mario Brothers. Don't even sweat it. Spoiler. You
2: know, I think for me, it's always <laughs> gonna be Ocarina of Time. Always, it'll never change. That's the game that it's the game that made me fall in love with gaming all over again.
3: Never forget you first. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: Dude, what was really your first system,
3: the PS3?
1: <laughs> my first system? No. Very funny. My first system was Sega Genesis. Um, so I had was it Sega like the older brothers or
3: something? Or? No,
1: no, no, no. I, I had gotten it. I had gotten it when I was maybe five. I was born in 93. I'm not as young as you guys keep trying to make me <laughs> make me feel. Um, but no, I, if I had to pick my favorite game, because a franchise, I, I'll go down a rabbit hole. I'm going to go Goldeneye. It was Ooh. the game that not only – Ended friendships, but grew new ones.
3: So I felt um, about Smash Brothers. It was like that ended several friendships.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, thing, the thing in my house, if you came over to my house to play GoldenEye and you went after either the bazooka or the golden gun first, um, you were kicked out of the house. Like, d- no, <laughs> you don't, you don't play that right like, now. No, just like if I'm playing you in Halo and you grabbed a grenade launcher, it's or like it it, it's over for It
3: was like, me. no, no one pick odd job. Yeah, that's what i <laughs> No one pick odd <laughs> odd Yeah. Job.
2: Odd yeah, job all
3: yeah, day. So what's the next big superhero movie? Is it Joker? Yes.
2: Yeah, it's Joker. Oh, shit, it's
3: Joker. You guys optimistic yeah. for it? Very. Yeah. Very. Um,
1: I, I, now, now that the director has come out and said, like, didn't base it off of anything in the comics, I'm like, oh, all right, great. So I'm, I'm looking at it for just being a good movie. No, what? And I mean, it looks I mean, like it's going to be a good movie. I mean, it's
3: a straight remake of ta- De Niro's Taxi Driver with Joker, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's a great freaking movie.
1: The
2: Joker yeah. is such a great character and he can be so many different things. And then you put him in the hands of a, an elite talent like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Sign me up. It's going to be great.
3: Yep. Apparently he turned down Dr. Strange to do this. Uh, I think we all benefited there because I think he's going to be a great yeah. Joker. And I think that, you know, Cumberbatch is a great Dr. Strange. So,
2: Yeah. Avengers, I agree with you on that. Dr. Strange is great. The yes. Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is not great
3: okay last one i promise give me the solo movie in phase four you're most excited for and the solo movie in phase four you're least excited for well this is easy um (laughs) the movie
1: i'm most excited for is definitely black panther 2 from everything i'm hearing uh kugler's going with the one i'm least excited for is 100 captain marvel
3: is she she gonna have one in in phase four is it gonna captain marvel 2 gonna be in phase four I think
1: you'd be crazy not to have it in Phase Four, mainly because I think you're going to end Phase Four with Secret Invasion, like the the full out war. Right. Um, And her story is heavily influenced by Kree and Scrolls. Well, they haven't Um, actually announced Ant
3: Man three yet, so I can't say Ant Man three is my least favorite, Danny. So right now, I'm excited (laughs) Doctor Strange two. Like I said, I, I like him whenever the Russos do use him, but solo, I know we've only had one movie, so that's kind of unfair uh that's probably like one of the most forgettable solo movies for me and based off of what's been announced uh since i can't say guardians because that's technically a team-up movie especially if it's gonna have thor in it uh i guess i want you on I'll go with black panther 2 i'm interested to see if they're going to put namor in it because i really like that war of the kings what else are you gonna do with namor nobody wants a namor solo movie
0: really.
1: <laughs> hey, well, no. i tell you what we would have accepted a Namor solo movie if Aquaman hadn't come out. But the fact that these characters are so similar, yeah. your story would be almost identical. Somewhat yeah, I'm, identical. I'm dickhead
3: to Aquaman. Aquaman. Great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah.
3: Gay just wants him in Illuminati. That's it.
1: Oh, give me an Get- Illuminati. Danny, oh, I got man. so mad when Stark died. I was like, "No, <laughs> I need the Illuminati." I've yeah. been praying you for can, the Illuminati
2: you can still get there. I wish I just uh, off for a few more years
3: and just did, did it right. Yeah, it sucks. So, uh,
2: I think the one I'm least excited for is the Eternals because I don't know yeah. Jack about that and I yeah. don't know what they're going to do with it. Uh, I think the what one I'm on most
3: but if they put Keanu in it though,
2: <laughs> he's so hot right now. He, he everything he does, touches turns to gold. I think the one yep. I'm most excited for is, oddly enough, Shang-Chi. And the only reason I'm excited for Shang-Chi is because the Mandarin is in it. And I want the real Mandarin. I want the badass Mandarin. I want the Mandarin with the 10 rings. I don't want Sir Ben Kingsley with a weird accent. No, none of that bullshit. Give me the real Fear of God Mandarin. the
3: first hour of Iron Man 3, I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. And then, Yeah, well, yeah, we know how that yeah. went.
1: I will never forgive Shane Black. And then I gave him more money to see Predator, and I was like, "This <laughs> this guy is the worst." I thought Michael Bay was the worst at, at taking my money. Apparently, Shane Black is good at it too.
3: Wow. So you said Shang Chi over Black Panther too? I mean, Black Panther is the movie that made Danny finally get a camera, just so he could get on camera and do this. That's the whole reason. Got a camera, <laughs> right? Because of Black Panther. So I thought Black Panther too, for sure.
2: The only reason I'll, I'll put I put Shang Chi over Black Panther is just because. There's no Killmonger and I love Misa Michael B Jordan. I, I thought he was there's great, great Either, Yeah. I don't know who the villain's going to be. And- Got to be M'Baka,
1: right? If they're not doing Namor's no. no, to me to, me to me go to me there's only two way two ways you go. You either go Doctor Doom, which is a stretch, or you go <laughs> Namor. There there's cuz you killed off don't Black Panther here
3: Doctor Doom um, on that shit. <laughs>
1: But hold on, hold on, time out. Here's how I I pictured Dr. Doom working for a Black Panther sequel. Um, Now that you know he's part of the UN, right? You have them tell them that there is a a country that governs itself. Um, And you've been trying to, you know, have peace negotiations, but you can't get in touch. So T'Challa offers to go there. Um, And then all hell breaks loose. Once uh, he gets over there and then it's just Dr. Doom versus T'Challa. I think that'd be a great box. Especially if you can bring in someone like, um, uh, what's his name? Played Magneto. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender.
3: Fastbender is, is my uh, uh, Ben Mendelsohn where no matter what role he's in, I'm like, yeah, good. Perfect. You can't make him James Love me. Bond. Then I'm okay. If you put him in the MCU somewhere and dr doom yeah i'd be all over him as victor von doom hell yes let's say go really stupid make like victoria von doom or something you don't put that
2: (laughs) no doom is doom there is one doom that is it
3: so so that is it forward idea that danny is against don't change no dr doom (laughs) There's
2: victor von doom you don't he's a perfect character in all the ways you don't need to change a damn thing about him Especially like the one thing I could never understand about the Fantastic Four movies is how they could screw up the costume so bad. Bo- all three movies, just so bad. I remember when
3: they were it's, making it's the, the new Fantastic Four and we were both like, well, you know, it can't be worse than the last Victor Don Von Doom. And, and Josh Trank was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah. They, the made a worse, they made a worse Victor Von Doom in that movie.
1: I mm. will still defend that first Fantastic Four movie. I love Julian I, I
3: was really big into that I TV was so show. I was really big. I loved that casting. I thought he was a great pick. Costume was pretty bad, though.
1: Pretty no, bad. I agree on that. I just thought his acting as Doom was was good. I don't think his acting is what made that, that movie
3: character- sunk that dude's career. He was like up for James Bond, and that movie sunk his career. Man,
1: yeah, nipping. T- he had nip and tuck. Was and was tuck. riding high off that, then right in the Fantastic Four, and then that was it.
3: Yeah, shame. That was it for shame. All right, we're just we're just we're just rambling on now. So hey, Phase Three, all done. You know, just like we thought when they first put out Iron Man all those years ago, we knew that we'd be here twenty three movies later talking about this stuff, right? We knew it. We knew it. Was we knew it. Foregone. We knew it. So um, I will not lie. My optimism for Phase Four pretty low. It, I knew that was going to happen because you know you just took away my favorite in, in Iron Man. I still got Spider Man, so that's cool. But besides Guardians, there's nothing I'm really counting down to.
2: As Guardians.
3: Yes, As Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean,
1: <laughs> James Gunn is going to fist fight you guys. He said, stop calling it Asgard. I, I, yeah, I saw It is Guardians. That's just perfect.
2: But,
1: but, but yeah,
3: I, I, it do, I do want, it and I do want uh, Thor to be in it because, I, I don't know, all my favorite parts of Infinity War was, was Thor with the Guardians. I thought that was the, the best stuff. See,
1: I will say the most difficult thing Feige has done by saying that um, he's going to kind of get away from every, every movie depending on each other and it's going to stand out. Is that now that we're twenty three movies in, we only want more team up movies. Right. So you telling me you're gonna do more solo movies, we're kinda like, all right, well, not everyone needs three. So like if we can agree on that, you can do solo movies, but we need another Avengers movie. That's why when everyone's like, It's gonna be a long time and I'm like, The hell? No it's not. If they're smart, give me one in the next three or four years. You
3: know what I'm okay I, with don't need to wait I'm ten, ten years. Actually phasing out the Avengers and Making X Men like the New Avengers—that's what I'm in favor of. But because just because I don't care about the Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange-led Avengers, I don't care about that. I'm not here for that.
1: I'm going to be honest with you: the likelihood of that is slim, unless um, you'll you'll know if the X Men are going to be the new face of the MCU based off the castings. Because think about the castings that we have now with the current Avengers: Chadwick, um, Chris Chris Hemsworth, Tom Holland. Um, Brie Larson, uh, 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 Benedict Cumberbatch, like these are huge names in acting right now. So, if you're telling me the X Men are going to replace these names, you're going to have to have like Tom Hardy as your Wolverine, you're going to have to have like mm-hmm. Digger Montgomery as your Cyclops, like you're going to have to go huge names, you got have- Rebecca Ferguson as your Gene, Gr- like you're going to have to go huge oh, names. Sh- sh- oh, damn, yeah. you just
3: <laughs> have a double card on that one. Hell yes, That's perfect, <laughs> hell yes.
1: Wait, which oh, one? Man. Was it Dacre Montgomery?
3: Was it, oh, it that? Gene Gray. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I need to think about that. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to replace McAvoy in, in, in Fast I'm Just let
2: yeah. you know. Let you know. You have why to figure out how to get back into the universe in the first place. He's like 150 years old at this. Well, point that's now.
3: what we said. You know, you can't use Magneto unless you're going to mess around with time travel. Because if he's not a Holocaust survivor, I don't think his character is very sympathetic, like at all. Yeah,
0: the character yeah. just... You can't
3: true. modernize Magneto. It doesn't. It does not work. So yeah, they're gonna have to mess around with time or something for sure. Or he's Earth, just gonna,
2: yeah. He's yeah gonna cast someone that's like 120. He's Earth 833 Magneto. He just comes through a wormhole. <laughs> at, at this
3: point, you could just have keep, keep having Ian McKellen play him. I guess he'll be about the right age. <laughs> He'd be fine doing it too. That's the funny part. He'd
1: be like, yeah, sure, why not,
3: dude? He still wants to play Gandalf in that Lord of the Rings series, and I'm like, let him. All right. <laughs> yeah, he does. The man. Does he know? Uh, all right guys well hey this was a fun talk and i'm sure we could keep talking for a while and now i'm like damn now i want i want a fan cast x-men episode that's what i want to do because right now i've said my optimism not really my optimism as much i i know that they're going to put out good movies at this point it it's playing with it's an easy bet to say that the movies are going to be at least good right we're going to have right. a good time with them i'm like i was meant on captain marvel but i still so I had a good time, you know? I mean, I, that's, that's, that's their formula. So I'm not worried about that. I'm saying my excitement level. Uh, Guardians, yes. And then after that, it's like, I'll just wait for X-Men to get, like, super excited. So who knows? Maybe Chang chi or the Eternals blows my mind. I remember when I said I was least excited about Guardians of the Galaxy, and now it's my favorite. So we'll see, right? Yeah. They took
1: a big chance on that one. No one knew those characters, and no one really knew the the cast.
3: This is going to be Marvel's first bomb. Yeah, I remember that. I remember those talks. Yeah. Yeah. And it it turned out to be better than Batman v Superman. Weird. Weird. I will
1: never utter those
3: words. (sighs) Don't release the Snyder Cut. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. (laughs) Uh, We will talk to you about Comic-Con soon.